0: Welcome all of our campuses to the second week of our series entitled Living on Full. Come on, can we just welcome all those that have joined us? So excited to have you, those that have joined us online as well. So we are in a short three-part series. I'll be finishing it up next week. Today, I want to talk to you about one of the most important truths in all of the Bible, A revolutionary truth. If you have your Bible, I'm going to ask you to open up to the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs chapter 3. In scripture, we see one of the wealthiest men who ever lived. His name is Solomon. By the way, he was one of the original financial geniuses. People spoke of Solomon all around the world. Matter of fact, he taught us in the book of Proverbs... He taught us financial principles such as how to live within our means, how to save systematically, how to invest wisely, and the value of hard work. But he also taught us a principle that I want to talk about today that I believe will revolutionize our life. Matter of fact, I believe it is a transformative principle that if we walk away with an understanding of how to incorporate this principle into our life, I believe it's transformational. The fact is, is that Solomon taught us the principle of putting God first. Matter of fact, of putting God first in every area of our life, including our finances. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9. Listen to this verse. Here's what he said. Honor the Lord. Everyone say, "Honor honor the Lord. Just think about that. Honor the Lord with your possessions. Here it is. And with the, what's that next word? Say it. First fruits of all of your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Solomon encourages us to honor the Lord with our first fruits. This was an agricultural world. By the way, for those of you that are new to maybe Christianity, it's important to understand that a lot of the Bible is written with what's called an agricultural mindset. Again, talks a lot about livestock and sowing and reaping why because many of people in the bible were farmers and so they understood that that backdrop first fruits is an agricultural term it's the first fruits of the harvest I, I know each week there's a lot of new people in our church by the way i got a statistic this week this is exciting about all that god is doing at church of the king after this weekend our next steps we will have a, have had about 1400 people In just 10 months go through next steps and become part of Church of the King this year come on can we give the Lord a hand it's amazing welcome everybody say welcome we welcome all of you new people at all of the campuses we're so honored to have you with us so I am very cognizant I'm aware that there are so many new people in our church and and I think this is principle so transformative not just for new people but for the people that have been here for years every year the same weekends, the last weekend of October, or the last two weekends of October, the first weekend of November, I do what's called two to three weeks, and I talk about God's perspective on money. Now, it's always exciting when you're talking about this when LSU is one, I'm serious. It's always exciting, particularly beating Alabama. But, but I just wanna say, every year, every year, the same type of the year, We teach about and one of the things I want to talk to you about today is this power of putting God first what does it mean to be first here's a definition to be head of the original to be before all in preference to something else the beginning God is the creator in other words he's number one he can't be number two he can't be number three he's not the creation he's the creator that means he existed before time he is the first and that's why in the Bible this is so important it's important to understand in the Bible it's a big deal firsts are a big deal for example Christians through Scripture are to gather on the first day of the week something about that by the way It's important. Jesus, the Bible says, before daylight, in the first part of the day, he communed with his Father. There's something about By the way, that's why in January, it's very important to us, we dedicate the first part of the year to fasting and praying. So it's the first day of the week. It's the first part of the year. It's the first part of the day. There's power in putting God, everybody say it, first. Matter of fact, the scripture. One of the first scriptures I learned, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. But seek first. The kingdom of God. I'm so grateful for God's mercy. I'm grateful for God's grace. And, and, and I know that all of us are. And, and, but I want to say this to you. You don't have to wait until you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s and have your life beat up and then you finally come in God's grace. How I mean, you know, we can learn to put God first as a young kid. Does that make sense? How many of all grateful that we can do that? That we can learn it? And that's what we do. That's why we have children's church and, 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 and we have our youth group. What? Teaching kids to put God first. First in what? Every area of your life. First in your decision-making skills. First in, in your relationships. In other words, God is the center of our lives. And in a very important part of our life, He needs to be first in our finances. Now, by the way, if you missed last week, I talked about seven timeless financial principles right out of the Bible. I think it's important that we understand the importance of putting God first. Speaking of finances, there was a A man who worked hard all of his life, saved all of his money, and but the truth is, he had a little inordinate—he had an inordinate fear of losing money and really a a love of money. Matter of fact, he told his wife. He said, "Honey, he said, when I die, right before the pallbearers close that casket, I want you to put all of my money right in that casket. You're a good Christian woman. Don't lie to me. Promise me you'll do it." She goes, "Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do it." So sure enough, he dies. They're at the funeral, and right before the pallbearers, man, they're getting ready to close that casket, and she's got this shoebox, and she walks up, and and she gives him a kiss, and puts that shoebox right on his chest, and they close it. She walks back, and she had a dear friend, and she said to her, she goes, what did you do? You did not please tell me that you did not do that. You did not put all of his money. I know you've been telling me. He said, please tell me you didn't do that. She goes, I did, but don't worry. I only wrote a check and put it in there. That's a smart Christian woman right there. (laughs) Has nothing to do with my message, but I just thought that, no, actually it has a lot. I want to talk to you today about, watch this, the importance, don't miss this, the importance of putting God, everybody say it, first. By the way, in every area of your life, in every area of your life, including your money. So how, here's how I'm going to do it. I want to talk to you about three firsts in the Bible. Three firsts in the Bible. Number one, the firstborn is God's. Now remember the background of Scripture—an agricultural mindset, a lot of livestock. The firstborn is the Lord's. Exodus chapter 13, or Exodus 13, verse 12 and 13. Here's what it says. Now I'm going to build a framework biblically to really help you understand the power of the first. So stay with me. Exodus 13, verse 12 to 13. Then you shall set apart to the Lord all that open the womb. That is, every firstborn that comes from an animal which you have. And the males (laughs) shall be the Lord's. Watch this. But every firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb. Now, let me help you guys out just for a moment. I've taught this a lot. Those of you that have been in our church for a while, you understand a little bit, particularly when we teach you the Old Testament, which is a picture and a foreshadow of what was to come in Christ at the cross. So in the Old Testament, animals were divided, in essence, into two categories. Clean, everybody say clean and everybody say unclean. Okay, now watch this. Clean animals, lamb, sheep, clean animals, all right? Unclean animals, hoofed animals, donkeys, all right? We, We learn about clean animals, we learn about unclean animals. And there's a whole category of unclean animals and there's a whole category. Now watch this, this is important. So the writer, the biblical writer says this, the firstborn, if you have a firstborn lamb, watch this, it shall be sacrificed and given unto the Lord. Everybody say clean. Clean. Notice, if you have a firstborn donkey, ah, unclean category. That unclean donkey cannot be given to the Lord, but in place of that Firstborn donkey, you must sacrifice another firstborn, watch this, lamb, in order to, quote, redeem that donkey. So in other words, you don't give the Lord that which is unclean, you give that which is clean. And here's the point, you give a firstborn lamb, but if you have a firstborn donkey, that donkey needs to be redeemed. Here's how it's redeemed, you've got to give in its place a firstborn lamb to, quote, redeem the unclean donkey. In other words, the clean must be given to redeem the, say it, unclean. Does that make sense? Okay, very, very, very important. Now, let me put this together. Would you think about this? If an animal is deemed unclean by Scripture, it has to be redeemed by the sacrifice of the clean. Let me make the connection. When you and I were born... In the earth, according to the Bible, were we born clean or unclean? The answer is unclean. We believe the Bible teaches original sin. Now, if you don't believe in original sin, you've never had children. (laughs) I don't say that to be disrespectful because no child comes out of the womb going, others. (laughs) They say what? Does that make sense? In other words, there's the emergence of that what? That little Adamic nature from very small. What's the point? It's very clear that all of us were born with a fallen nature. In other words, watch this. We were born sinful. We have to be, quote, redeemed. So we would fall in the unclean category. Remember, everything in the Old Testament is a shadow and a picture of what took place on the cross. So we were unclean, but... There was someone who was born clean, who never sinned. Only one person. Does anybody know what his name is? His name is what? Jesus. Watch this. Here it is. You see, uh, you guys are y'all are smart. You're already, you're already there. You're already there. All right. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Watch this. The clean spotless lamb of god do you remember john do you remember when jesus was coming up to the jordan river to be water baptized do you remember do you remember what john said watch this he says behold he saw him he says behold the what the lamb of god who does what who takes away the sins of the world the clean here it is the clean spotless lamb of god had to be given and sacrificed watch this to redeem you and i the firstborn son of god had to be sacrificed the clean had to be given to redeem these say it unclean that's you and i how many are grateful for what jesus did on the cross right y'all grateful by the way he did that while we were still sinners in other words he did that I, I, you can kind of say it this way god the father gave god the son you could say it this way in faith matter of fact God the Father gave, God the Son, watch this, to die on the cross when we were what? The Bible says it in Romans 5, 8. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. In other words, while we were mocking and spitting on him and doing all that. Just remember, we were in the guards doing that. you got to remember that. If you saw the passion of the Christ, that was us because of our sin. Watch this. This is so important. God the Father gave God the Son, the clean Son of God, to die for us on the cross to redeem the unclean while we were yet sinners. In other words, he gave him in faith. Wow. Let me make the connection. Jesus, the firstborn, in a sense, he was the first fruits of what was to come? You and I. In other words, he redeemed the unclean. In other words, because of the because of the sacrifice to clean, the blessing came on the rest. Pastor Steve, make the connection for me. This is what a lot of people don't get about tithing. By the way, one time of the year my whole message is the concept of putting God first. This is the weekend. Here it is. A lot of people miss this. They think of tithing as just giving 10% to God. It's not just any 10%. It's actually the First 10%. Why is that? Because it's the first that brings the blessing on the rest. Let me give you an example. Why did he say the firstborn? Everybody say firstborn. Don't miss this. Why not the secondborn or the thirdborn or the fourthborn? I'll tell you why. Because if you get the, it's not like you just have a whole bunch and just give me one that's left over. The reason why giving the firstborn, because this is about faith. If you give the secondborn, let me. If you give the firstborn, you give the firstborn. Guess what? It requires a lot of faith because guess what? There's no guarantee there's going to be a secondborn. But if you wait till there's a second, and the third, and the fourth, and the fifth, give that little scraggly one to God. See, faith requires to give the firstborn because when you give the firstborn, it brings the blessing on the rest. Does that make sense? you got to see that. you got to see that. That's why it's not just 10%. It's the first 10 because it's your faith in God that he's the creator, that he is the redeemer. It's, you got to see that. That brings the blessing on the rest. People, you have to see this part. All right, everybody say firstborn. Okay. Now, let me give you the second part of this. Okay, so the firstborn belongs to God, but also the first fruits. Remember, agricultural society. We began by saying that our firstborn must be dedicated or given to the Lord. In addition to the firstborn, we also see scripture in script, the principle of the first fruits of the land must be given. Again, the principle of the first. If you forget everything I've said today, which I hope you don't, <clears throat> but if you forget, don't, don't forget this. God is first. God must be first. Seek first the kingdom of God. Not second after you tried everything else and let me just try Jesus. No, 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 no. no. That leads to pain, frustration, hurt. Where? No, no, no. Seek ye first. Everybody say first. He's the creator. How can the creator be number two? He can't. All right. Exodus chapter 23, verse 19. Faith's going to come in your heart today because you're going hear the word. By the way, faith doesn't come from man's opinion. It comes from the word. That's why don't, we don't apologize for teaching the word here. It's God's word in your heart that boom produces faith. Faith comes by hearing. How does doubt come? By hearing the opinions of people. How does faith come? By hearing the word. Exodus chapter 23, verse 19. The first of the first fruits of your land. So it's the first of the first fruits of your land you shall bring into the house of the Lord. The question, some questions I'll often get. I want to answer a couple of questions today. Here's one. Pastor, where should I tithe or give my first fruits? Where do, where do I do that? Well, the scripture is clear. The first of the first fruits of your land, you shall bring into what? The house of the Lord. That was weak, into the house of the Lord. That's what the Bible says. Well, Pastor Steve, what about offerings, and what about giving to the poor? We should give to the poor, but let me just tell you, your tithe, the Bible says your first fruits goes to the place that you're fed. What is the house of the Lord? The place that you're fed spiritually. It's your local church. It's where you're fed. It's where your family is. It's where your kids get the word of God. It's the house of the Lord. What about giving to a favorite TV ministry? What about giving to the poor? Those are called over and above. Everybody say it: offerings. The Bible talks about tithes and offerings. Why does the Bible talk about over and above? Look up the word later, not when I'm preaching, over and above. Over and above what? Over and above the tithe. It's all in the Bible. That's what we call kingdom builder offerings, and we talk about that a lot. That's over and above offerings. So, the first question is, where, pastor, should I give my tithe? The Bible is very clear. You give it to the house of the Lord. Here it is. Malachi chapter three. This is one of the most powerful verses in the Bible. Related to this, bring all the tithes, that's the first 10% of your increase, into the storehouse. What's that? The place that you're fed spiritually. That there may be food in my house. I may be. the, the Lord is so clear with this. And try me. This is powerful. Now, my mom is in this service. My parents told me as kids, you don't ever tempt the Lord. How many of y'all remember your parents tell you kid, don't ever tempt the Lord. Remember Anybody in here raise your hand. Okay, I remember, don't tempt the Lord, don't test the Lord. And my parents were 99 percent correct, Except in this one category. The Bible's clear. Try me. everybody say, try me. So in other words, there's an invitation from God in His word to actually test the Lord. This is powerful. God says, try me in this. Try me what? See if I'll not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out blessing that there not be room enough to receive it. If what? If you commit your tithe to God. By the way, let me just say this. this is important. We do not believe at Church of the King that blessing is just related to finances. It includes that. But we all know some rich people that don't have peace with God, they're not blessed according to the Bible. The blessing of God concludes your soul, peace in your soul, in your relationship. And it includes resources. It's holistic Everybody said the blessing of God. I, I, how many of y'all want the blessing of God on your life? Come on, raise your hand. I want the blessing of God. The Bible's clear. The Bible's so clear. Another question people commonly ask is this. By the way, I just want to say I have an older brother. One of the things my brother used to do all the time to me is dare me. And I, I, it's terrible. And I tell you, if he would just, oh, because yeah, he's an older brother. You know, let me just tell you this. I'm the younger brother. Younger brothers want to keep up with older brothers. But if you're a younger brother, if you're an older brother and you dare you, you're, I'll do it, I'll do it. But if my brother ever told me, I dare you, if he ever just added, I double dog dare you, it's on. What do you want me to do? By the way, the Hebrew language that God invites us to test him is God says, I double dog dare you. Try me. Another question people commonly ask is, well, what do you tithe on? It's real simple, the increase. Proverbs 3.9, honor the Lord with your possessions and the first fruits of your increase. Everyone say increase. That's your salary bonuses, sale of a home. You buy a home for $300,000, you sell for three fifty, dollars you make $50,000. Your increase, the first tenth is $5,000. The Bible is very clear with that. I know what some of you guys say, oh, pastor, I just make too much money to tithe. Really? <laughs> really? That reminds me of the story of Peter Marshall. It's like the guy that says, you know, well, let me tell you about Peter Marshall. For Peter Marshall was a... I was the chaplain for the US Senate. He was a pastor for like forty years. And the latter part of his life he was the cha- he's a phenomenal preacher, pastor. And this person came up to me, and said, he said, um, said so Pastor, I said I'm concerned. I said, well, what's that? He said, well, you know, I used to make, you know, thirty thousand dollars a year. I give i give three thousand dollars to God. And it was, you know, it was fairly easy. But, but I make, this is years ago, by the way, <clears throat> it's a true story. He goes, but I make $500,000, $50,000, that's just too much to give to God. I just, that's a lot. And, I, and he goes, okay, so you got a quandary. You, let's, can we pray together? Yes, you're my pastor. Let's pray. So he puts his arm around him like a wise pastor He says, Lord, this man has a challenge. He has a problem. And he, he, he feels like he he's just makes too much to tithe. God, I'm asking you, and he prayed with authority, in the name of Jesus, reduce this man's income down to the place where he can tithe and obey you one more time. It's like the guy that says, Pastor, pray for me. Why? I promise you, I'm gonna win. if I win the lottery, it's a million dollars. I'm going to give $100,000 to God. No, you won't you don't give $10 off of $100, you are not going to give 100000 Are y'all with me? By the way, that's why I tell young people, don't wait. Don't wait. And you say, oh, pastor, okay, so this is all about 10%. I got it. It's the first time. Well, what's the purpose? I'm glad you asked. The purpose is so clear. Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 23. Here it is, right from the Bible. Here it is. The purpose... Of tithing giving your first 10% to God here it is is to teach you to always put God everybody say it first in your life in other words listen to me I want everybody to hear me please don't miss this principle tithing is the ancient biblical practice by the way I've said this I've been Church King started 23 years ago matter of fact this weekend it's crazy 23 years ago, listen, listen, here it is. I've said two things for 23 years. I teach the same topics, the same type of the year, and then that's it. End of October, beginning of November, and then I'm done for the year. And I've said the two same statements for 23 years. Here they are. Number one, you guys ready? Number one, I've said this. God doesn't have a problem with you having money. God has a problem with money having you. And here's the second one I said. Money is a wonderful tool but it's a lousy God. Now listen to me, why is that so important? Tithing is actually the ancient biblical practice that God gives us to train the heart, watch this, to keep money out of our heart and to keep it in our hands. Don't miss this, don't miss this. God doesn't have a problem putting money in your hands. Matter of fact, if money stays out of your heart, he'll put a lot in your hands. You know what the tithing does? It trains, don't miss this. It trains the heart. In other words, what it does is it keeps money out of being your God and it keeps it being a tool. Because when you get paid, you put God first. Don't miss this. This is the purpose. Oh, just giving 10% to God. No, it's the first 10%. And what it does, it's training your heart. By the way, don't wait. That's why I'm so grateful. My dad's in the service, my parents. I'm so grateful. My dad, my parents taught me how to tithe a man named Will taught me how to tithe, and my pastor, and I learned it from a young age of giving my first 10% to God, and then over and above offerings to the poor. I've done that since 34 years. Don't wait, don't wait, don't wait, why? Because it teaches your heart, it teaches your, remember this, Jesus said this, there's only two gods. There's not 100, there's only two, Jesus or money. That's what he said in Matthew, in the book of Matthew. And the way to keep money not your God, and to keep it a tool, is tithing. Wow, that's powerful. You guys remember there was a story in the Bible. I've got a couple minutes, 10 minutes, stay with me. There's a story in the Bible, the principle of the first. Don't miss this. I'm going to answer a couple more questions that people send in and ask all the time. There's a story in the Old Testament, and it's a story when the children of Israel crossed the Jordan River, and they went into the Promised Land. The very first city that they came to, does anybody remember the name of the city? Jericho, Jericho. remember that? March around seven times, trumpet, walls fall down. You guys remember that? Yeah. The very first, please don't miss this. It's the, if you forget everything today, don't forget this. God must be first, not second, not third. Seek ye first, watch this. The children of Israel come into the promised land, the first city, Joshua chapter six, verse nine. Listen to this. Listen to what the Lord says. But all the silver and all the gold and the vessels of bronze and iron, this is powerful, they're consecrated to God. And they shall come into the treasury of the Lord. So here's what, I, in other words, he says, bring, bring it all. So there's a guy, part of the traveling group there, his name's Achan. He didn't believe the Lord's. ah, you know, it's no big deal. So he goes into the city, first city, he goes into the city and takes some of him himself and then he goes back and then the the word of the Lord comes and ultimately he's exposed that he disobeyed God in chapter 6 of Joshua that money that's called consecrated when it was taken illegitimately Joshua chapter 7 that same money was called cursed in other words, it can be consecrated when we do it God's way. When we do it our way, it becomes cursed. Why? Because it, it, becomes, it, be, it takes a disproportionate place of importance in our life. This is really going to help some people if you see this today. You say, Pastor Steve, why did God save all the gold and all the silver? I thought it was just 10%. The reason why, it was because it was the first city. The first. got to see this. I'll tell you about, I don't know about you, I'm sure you would agree with me. I don't want anything cursed in my bank account. How about you? I want the blessing. Everybody say blessing. blessing. Now, I know what some of you guys, I'm going to answer some questions. Well, Pastor Steve, isn't tithing, I mean, under the law? And we're no all under the law, we're under grace. And so we just give whatever we want. The, the, the truth is that tithing predated the law, tithing is a principle. It was in the law, after the law, but it predated the law as a principle. And it's the principle of putting God, everybody say it, first. It's a principle, not a law. you got to see this. Prove it in the Bible. I'll prove it to you. Why did God accept Abel's offering and not Cain? Why? Why is that? If you don't understand this, why? I'll read it to you. Genesis chapter four, verse three. And in the process of time, it came to pass, I'm answering the question about tithing being a principle that predates the law. It's a principle all throughout the Bible, from the very beginning. And in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord and also brought the and Abel also brought the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord, here it is. And the Lord respected Abel in his offering, but he did not respect Cain in his offering. Wow. Why is that? And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. Look at that in verse three. In the process of time. So, why is it the Lord respected Abel's, but not Cain's? I'll tell you why. Abel gave, watch this, the first. To God. God, remember, when you get first, there's no guarantee there's a second or third. It took faith. And God is the creator. I honor him first. What did Cain do? Cain waited in the process of time to make sure everything's taken care of. And then he tipped God at the end. Wow. I want everybody to look at me and hear what I'm about to say. God is the creator. Biblically, theologically, God can't be second. It's not that he won't. He can't. God can't. He's the creator. He's first. Everybody say first. first. And when you put him first, it brings the blessing on the rest. Amen. Let me give you this last and final thing, and we're done. The firstborn belongs to God, the first fruits belong to God, Whew, blesses the rest. Let me give you the third, third thing, the tithe is God's and it must be first. Leviticus 27. This is holy. So the Bible says this. It's holy. It's not about tipping God. This is holy. Leviticus twenty-seven, verse thirty: In all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the trees, it is the Lord's. Oh, this is a big deal! It is holy to the Lord. At first fruits, that first ten percent of your increase, whether however it comes into your, I'm telling you how it comes into your life. God calls it holy. Why? Because how you treat that first part determines whether or not money gets into your heart or not. You got to see this. People commonly ask me two last questions. So what is the tithe? The Hebrew word masar means tenth or ten percent. When do I tithe? Whenever it comes into your hands. Whenever money comes into your hands, boom, the first 10. You get 10 $1 bills, it's the first one dollar bill. It's not the second, it's the first. When do I tithe? When increase comes in my life. I've got to put God first. I've got to put God first. As soon as I get paid, as soon as increase comes. Now, let me close with a couple last things. I remember in the 70s, when I was a young kid, we had TVs, three state. How many of y'all remember when we had four, six, and eight, and 26? Come on, do y'all remember that? Okay, you're 50 and above. <laughs> Isn't that right? Listen to me close. So, so young, younger people, you don't remember this. I don't think they do it today. We used to hear this as a kid routinely. Seems like every Saturday morning. On our TV, all of a sudden, we would hear this. Beep. Then, a lady's voice would come and said, this is a, say it, test. This is only a test. In case of a real emergency, are y'all with me? Okay. I want you to hear this as I close. This is my one talk. I do it every year. I do three messages, okay, same time of the year. Don't forget this. Every time increase comes to you, I believe heaven goes, beep, this is a test. Who's number one in your life? Is God number one or is Chili's number one? Is Academy Sports number one? Who's number one? That's good preaching, Pastor. Trying to help you guys today. Trying to help you today. trying Trying to help you today. It's a test. Now, I'll close with this. The truth of the matter is, I want my kids to say about me, because I tell them this all the time. It's funny, I I never forget the first year of the church, because I share my testimony all the time what Jesus has done to me, done for me, and I never forget there was a lady who called my wife the first, and my wife's in this service, but she, she called my wife the first year of the church, and she said, if the people in that church ever find out what your husband's like, Steve Robinson being a pastor of a church, ha ha ha, he was crazy. She goes, too late, he already does every week at church. Listen to me closely, I know how unclean I was, how about you? I know how lost I was, listen to me, I know, I, I know what I was like. Whether my parents, whether my mom acknowledges or not. I, listen, you were always a good kid. Really? You called the police on me four times. <laughs> really? Listen to me. I know what it was like to be in the French Quarter, drunk out of my mind, and the New Orleans police having me against the wall for fighting. and go, I, I, I wasn't a good person. I was unclean. Listen to me. And I want my kids to know. The transforming power of christ listen to me i didn't pull myself up on my bootstraps steve turned out well he got edgy no 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 steve was horrible and he was transformed by christ he was cleansed by christ <laughs> transformed by christ listen to me listen to me i would tithe and give to god if i had to live under a rock somewhere <laughs> Because I'm just grateful, I'm grateful to God, I'm grateful to God, I'm grateful to God. There's so many people in this church that knew what I was, and grew up, I'm grateful to God, I'm grateful to God, that Christ, listen, I'm grateful to God that the clean, Jesus Christ, died on the cross for me to redeem the unclean so God's, so God's cleansing could come upon my life. God's blessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want everybody to bow their heads every one of our locations right now since the Holy Spirit, God's presence right now. God worked in people's hearts today, but I don't want to finish this message without giving an opportunity. If you do not know Christ, if you're not sure about your relationship with God, if you're not sure if you die today, you're ready to stand before God. I can't save you. Don't let any preacher tell you that their church can save you or a human being can save you. It's not true. I tell you what I can do I can point to the one who does save. His name is Jesus. here's what the Bible says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 3.23, all of us have sinned. All of us have been unclean before God. All of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Jesus is the clean that died for the unclean. Do you know Christ? Have you asked Christ to come into your life? Have Have you asked Jesus to cleanse you, to forgive you, October 27, 1987, I was a freshman at college, my life was transformed by Christ. The unclean was washed by the clean. In just a moment, with everybody's heads bowed and eyes goes to every one of our location, those that are joining us online, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to receive Christ. I'm gonna give you an opportunity to surrender to Christ. If you're not sure if you're ready to stand before God, what if you die today? Are you ready to stand before God? Do you know that you know that you're at peace with God? You can know that today, not because of your good works, but because of the work of Christ on the cross. At the count of three, with everybody's head bowed and eyes closed, if you say, Pastor, pray for me, I need Jesus. I need the blood of Christ to wash me, to cleanse me, to make me new. I need to be at peace with God. If that's you, at the count of three, would you just lift your hand up high? One, two, three. Quickly hold your hand up high so I can see it. God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you right there. Anybody else? Pastor, God bless you. God bless you up top right there. Anybody else? Pastor, God bless you, sir. Anybody over here, God bless you, ma'am. God bless you, ma'am. God bless you, sir. God brought y'all here today. God brought y'all here today. Jesus loves you. He cares about you. Anybody else? Pastor, pray for me. I need Christ. God bless you up top right there. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. Yeah. Church, let's pray. Can we pray with those that are trusting Jesus right now? Come on. Church family, let's pray. This is the most important prayer they'll ever pray. Let's pray together with them. Can we do that? Say, dear Jesus on, everyone, everyone dear Jesus I come to you today a sinner in need of a Savior say Jesus I repent of my sin I let go of my past and I turn to you I turn to the cross say Jesus wash me with your blood give me a new heart a new life a new reason to live I want you to say this say Jesus I take my life and I put in your hands from this day forward I belong to you. Let me pray. Father, thank you for the sealing work of the Holy Spirit and the word of the living God taking root deep in the hearts of your people. Wow, what an amazing message. And hey, we wanna take a moment right now to recognize those of you who are making the decision for the very first time to give your life to Jesus. And we are so excited. The Bible says that the moment you made that decision, you're a new creation. No longer does shame and guilt have any place in your life. You are set free and we are so excited, but listen, This is just the first step in this brand new life with Christ. And we as your church family would be honored to get to rally around you and help you figure out what it means to live your life with Jesus. Yeah, we are so happy for you all. Don't forget to click the link on the screen or in the chat, and we'll provide for you all some great resources that will really help you as you walk into your new life with Christ. Now, hey, don't forget to tune in to wrap up our new series on living on full. We will see you same time, same place. We love you all so much. Have a great week.